You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. It's film marketing, and this week we're going to be talking about Prometheus. And I've always seen this as a prequel to Alien, but Pascal gave me some funny looks earlier when I said that. So we're going to interrogate that funny look a little bit. But first of all, I think we should watch the trailer. A king has his reign. Separated by centuries, and yet, this same pictogram was discovered in every one of them. You're smiling. I think they want us to come and find them. We're all here because of a map you two kids found in a cave. Not a map, an invitation. From whom? Please tell me you can read that. Prometheus? Are you seeing this? Whatever that probe is picking up, it's reading life form. What do you mean a life form? Oh, the head. They're changing. Changing into what? It's moving. These things moving. What is that? There's a ship. They're leaving. Go where? Earth. We were so wrong. Take us home! If you don't stop it, they won't give you hope to go back to you. Why is that door open? Cut it off! Cut it So, Pascal, is this not a prequel to Alien, then? Well, officially, um, Ridley Scott denied it being a prequel, not even a sequel. It said, however, which all, actually you could argue was even like a spoiler, mm. it said it has strands of DNA from the Alien universe. And then when you realize that phrase after watching the film, you go, as in like the engineer's DNA, you know. So I thought it was very, very clever. No, I, I believe his attempt was to start a new storyline. Yeah, because, I mean, we've still got all that design by Escher, haven't we, which is just 
so remarkable and gorgeous and beautiful uh, and that is in there the, the sort of derelict spaceship from alien is in this film as well so you know but the good thing about it is you don't have to have seen alien at all to as you say they've created a completely different um a different experience here and 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 as you've said this is what sci-fi movies are meant to be about isn't it being transferred transported to a completely different world because of that incredible design different vehicles you know i got vibes of thunderbirds watching those vehicles come out you know the sort of mm. bigger truck and the and the smaller sort of um, go-kart type things monsters sound effects and the amazing music oh. um it's i mean it's a fa it's a really good film exciting edge of the seat stuff and and quite a lot of jeopardy but what i did find when i was re-watching it pascal which i probably didn't think about the first time is the characters in the film do a lot of very stupid things <laughs> for, for a supposedly elite series of scientists you know they bring they, they bring severed heads in without quarantine they they put poke things into holes that they shouldn't poke and they they just generally set themselves up for the fall that they end that end up well, killing that, most of them that's the rule of horror films people separate <laughs> and they go down the basement you know you have to you, you have to do that so so listen i remember what was lovely about um talking about promiscuous and particularly literally i'd realized we're celebrating 10 years 2012 i remember exactly what it was like to sit in that IMAX, we watched it in 3D with my wife Denise, and be transported into a proper sci-fi universe, you know, mm. a mixture of fantasy and science and art and psychology and everything else. And you're right, if you've been a fan, as long as we have, of the Alien universe, I mean, we actually, actually did the marketing review of uh, Alien, the 1979 masterpiece in uh, the episode number 73, so you, you could get little rewards for being, you know, like a lifelong fan, but you could also watch this one as your first entry in, into the universe. And I've got to just stop for a moment to once again applaud, you know, the custom designers, the sets, the creature effects, which were really, really quite scary, and that amazing soundtrack. And you could argue that the making of Promises is just as interesting and compelling to recount than the marketing campaigns as well. Yeah, and, and I think another thing that I like about the film, and this applies to the, the um, Alien universe as well, is there's a genuine world order behind it isn't there you know they talk about the Wayland company but it's yeah. thought through it's believable you know it could exist it has a logo it has a corporate structure it has a it has a chain of command it feels real so they put a lot of thought into the detail of the backstory of the film which i think always adds to the excitement of a of a, of a, of a script and indeed they were able to use a lot of that in the marketing campaign so listen um just reminding ourselves that the movie was released uh, in the UK first, actually, interestingly, on the 1st of June 2012, and then there was a global rollout soon after. Uh, critics and moviegoers absolutely adored it. People had, you know, their views about the ending and is it a prequel? Is it a sequel? Is it a, a you know, whatever it is? And I think people would say it's a, just a bloody good story <laughs> and one that, you know, it, it, I, I, I couldn't wait to own the, the, the DVD. Now, we've got a bit of a quandary, um, Roger, because the marketing campaign is actually a one-year-long campaign. It's quite unusual, but it all began with a, a teaser 
at the San Diego Comic Con International, where footage and images from the uh, the production were shown in July 2011. Because of that 12-month campaign, there's almost too much to report back within the time frame of this episode. So I'm going to suggest that, if you don't mind, we skip straight into the award-winning element of the campaign, which is essentially the work in creating a real, forgive me, Wayland uh, universe and how moviegoers and fans could get into. And it all started, as is often the case you know, with this, with this idea of what would it look like if the characters lived for real and what is their backstory? So the award-winning campaign where they created the Wayland universe began in February 2012, where Peter Wayland who is in the movie, you know, as you know, played by Guy Pearce, um, is doing a TED Talk. <laughs> and that's being videoed and shared around the world. I mean, that's just crazy detail, isn't it? It's it's like it's like an Easter egg to end all Easter eggs. Um, and obviously, if you watch the film, you'll know that uh, Guy Pearce's character in the movie is about 100 years old, maybe even older. He's very, very old and coming to the end of his life, which is part of the plot. But this TED Talk is is actually Guy Pearce as a 45, 50-year-old man. And, and, and again, the detail that they've gone to just to just to kick off this campaign by creating a TED talk for an imaginary person is is just beautiful. I love it. And it really kind of set the tone. So the video element of the award-winning campaign, um, and the TED talk is set in 2023, which is mm. quite interesting, mm. a year away from today. And we see essentially, you're right, a young Peter Wayland, um, essentially a very rich person who is into uh, space exploration, who's into health, into uh, engineering and biotech. Uh, I'm sure this is pure fiction. There is nobody like this in the world, Roger, that we can think of. <laughs> no. And when this video was uh, was shown and played so many times, I mentioned a moment ago that the um, there was a lot of time spent with the fans. So the, the, the crew and the cast went to WonderCon 2012, and those who could attend were given Wayland Corporation business cards. Yeah. And sucking people into, I mean, it's, isn't it interesting how we're having all these conversations today about the metaverse and all of this sort of thing, but they created an entire imaginary world to surround the marketing of this film. Okay, it isn't a, a metaverse in the way that we're talking about it now by putting goggles on and being an imaginary, but it, it was almost like that, wasn't it? They were asking you to go into a make-believe world. Indeed. So the business cards had the call to action to literally ring a number and go onto a website, and people would be receiving a text message with a link to a second video. And the video was an advert for a product called David 8, the android that we see in the movie. Played by Michael Fassbender, of course, and a very creepy portrayal. All of these mm. alien oblique this sort of universe films always feature one of the robots, the androids, don't they? And they're always a bit creepy. Mm. So with video being, you know, helping grow, draw people into the universe, well in the universe, a third one was released. And it was interesting. So this third video with Numi Rapazzi was actually a video message being intercepted 
by a competitor at the time of Whalen, which was Yutani. Um, <laughs> if you know a bit more about the, the alien kind of uh, anthology, they then merge and they become friends. But so essentially, we have the character uh, of Shaw, played by Nui Rapazzi, who is asking Whalen for pretty much his sponsorship in trying to seek out the answer to some of the maps they found and, of course, to seek out Alien Life. When you watch the video, you'll be taken at the time. And that's so, so sad. You know, none of those websites we mentioned, Roger, and none of that online um, kind of activity exists to this day. The fans were taken to a, a web page where they can actually play a, a game, an online game, where you could support the work of Dr. Shaw and find more things to do with uh, Project Genesis and, of course, Project Prometheus. Wonder whether Project Genesis was a little nod towards Star Trek Wrath of Khan as well, because wasn't that called Project De Genesis as well? Mm. Mm, but then, and, and there was even a poster advert taken out in the Wall Street Journal for <laughs> David Eight, wasn't there? As if it was a, you know, again, as if it was a proper product. This android. Yeah, so the three videos created you know the beginning of the the entry into the universe. Whalen Corporation. They took a real advert, as in printed advert in the Wall Street Journal. The advert promoted a Twitter account, sadly no longer with us, where David Eight would be answering your questions about essentially it or him, depending how you look at it, and of course what the Android could do for you. I just wonder whether, I mean, it's, it's a great thing that they did here. They created so much amazing content and, and these websites and a lot of, and the Twitter account have gone. I just wonder whether they, they, that decision was taken in a world where maybe they just didn't think websites and, and social media had that much longevity. I mean, if they were doing it today, I would, I would imagine they keep the content out there. You would, yeah, because you could have the hub. I mean, thankfully, we have access to the way, way back machine. You mm. know, the, people will know internet history. So I was able to find some screenshots, and, I, and the show notes have shared some links with you. So the other thing that they did, which I thought was interesting, they shared some kind of codes or some kind of you know, strange um, kind of numbers and letters. People could decipher what they were and were taken to images of David expressing different emotions. Mm -hmm. If you bring all the codes together, you'd be taken to the David 8 official web page where literally like a product, you have the, the details, you have the features, you've got ways in which you know you can express interest and so on which i thought was interesting and in the spirit of expressing interest from videos to using david eight as a product the third kind of tactic was to recruit people to join <laughs> wayland industries yeah recruitment adverts and even interviews with imaginary people who joined wayland you know how wayland recruited me for prometheus and why they chose linkedin <laughs> So, you know, that, that's, you know, so Wayland's <laughs> official website was updated. People could invest, I suspect, no real money, just invest time. And there was even a thing that I thought was interesting. So for those of you who've seen the, the movie, there is the, the star map, you know, there's a way in which they can find, obviously, LV223, I think, for, if memory yes, serves. Yes. And keener-eyed website um, kind of visitors discovered that in the About Us section, there was a little um, blinking star. Mm which is actually was Morse code. Fans got together, deciphered <laughs> the, the Morse code, and were taken to a secret page where you can have your own copy 
of the star map, with, which was uh, found when they discovered the um, the kind of the cockpit of the ship of the engineers. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's a little sort of, again, hidden Easter egg, or it's almost like being in an escape room, isn't it? Having to decipher <laughs> the clues to unlock the uh, unlock the secret door. This, this is so immersive and so very, very clever, but absolutely in keeping with the style of the film, of course. And we must remember, you, to your point about being immersive and clever, people say, yeah, yeah, of course, but that's what they do all the time. This was 2012. Let me mm. remind you, this is merely six years after Twitter was first launched. This is 10 years after uh, LinkedIn. This is roughly, I think, eight years after Facebook. This is like, you know, pretty clever stuff for, for the time. The one thing that I thought was really interesting about the marketing is they had no hesitation to partner up with brands, you know. So the Microsoft was one of the brands they partner up. Microsoft at the time were launching the new Internet Explorer 9, mm. but also were doing some interesting thing with HTML5 for Windows, which again is now taken for granted. So you could try and join the crew of Project Prometheus, but to do so, you had to prove your worth, Roger, yes. by solving puzzles, by watching clips and doing some kind of, um, I suppose, online training and, and so on and so forth. So all this led to the point where if you passed the test from the online training center, you could then go to onto Facebook. There was an app that would allow you to create a kind of Wayland ID card that you could then use, I suppose, for when you go to the movie for some extras. But literally, people were doing it in the hundreds because they wanted to be part of that universe. Yeah, again, a so immersive and interactive and and ingenious, really. This is this is a real standout stuff, isn't it? I mean, we've reviewed a lot of incredible movies over the eighty-one episodes of Two Geeks, and we've reviewed some amazing marketing campaigns. But this one, it's it, it, the gamification of it, the, the the way that it sucks you in, the way that they've created that imaginary world, it, it really is one of the top ones we've looked at. Oh, completely. And it goes on even to the point of when you go and see the movie, which I kind of spotted, but that's proof that I'm just moving <laughs> more than anything else. Because I don't know about you, but when I go and see a film such as this one, in fact, not all films, Roger, I stood till the very end. Mm. And I'm literally been asked to leave by the staff working there. <laughs> but if you've taken the trouble to watch the film to the very end at the cinema, the IMAX, the 3Ds and 2Ds, at the very, very, very end, there was a Wayland Corporation logo and there was a um, website address, which was the, with the URL, what is 101112.com. People mm -hmm. went, of course, and they discovered more content, more revelation about uh, Peter Wayland and, and all the others. And to me, that kind of interesting that they didn't stop at let's get people to go to the cinema and then we're just going to back off. The marketing carried on even to the point of watching the movie till the end. Again, I mean, how many people out of an audience of, say, 200 in a theatre are actually going to do what you did and stay till the end until you're asked <laughs> to leave by the cleaners? I mean... It's a small percentage, isn't it? One or two people maybe out of 200. But the fact that they invested more money into creating a website just for those people who stayed till the end. Obviously, that, that URL will have passed around the world on social media eventually. But initially, they focus their attention on a small number of people who would be waiting till the end. That is, that is a really dedicated um, bit of targeting. For me, it shows commitment to 
the experience you want to create from a marketing point of view. I want to give three, four reference to a UK first, I could argue, as well as a French kind of PR stunt. So in terms of UK first, when the trailer was revealed uh, on TV uh, with Channel 4, they organized for the first time ever, it had never been done before, this thing where you would watch the trailer first and you would have a call to action at the end to tweet your reaction using the hashtag, are you seeing this? <laughs> the trailer would play again, literally uh, a few minutes, you know, so the trailer played twice, forgive me, Roger, at the start of maybe the, the sequence of adverts, you know, whatever they were selling. So they played it once and last again. And when the trailer was played again last, all the tweets were being displayed. So you could recognize your username on Twitter and the hashtag and, and of course, your friends would go absolutely crazy. The one that I am very, very jealous, another UK first, was partnering up with um, Secret Cinema. So in the summer of 2012, at the same time as normal screening, Secret Cinema turned a warehouse into a pretty much a spaceship. Um, with props for the movies and so on. They had actors dressed like, you know, the crew from Prometheus and so on. If you'd have been lucky enough to have a ticket, you were encouraged to dress like a scientist. Maybe you were indeed, you had your ID card from Wayland <laughs> from playing the game. And the, the start of the movie was prefaced with a recorded welcome message by Ridley Scott. And I'm very, very jealous indeed. Very quickly in France, um, very much like in London, actually, there are some uh, underground uh, stations that are no longer used. Instead, they become like um, uh, you know areas used for displaying art. And in France, the Saint Martin uh, train station was turned into essentially uh, props from the film. You had the engineers, you had you know all the pods and so on. And literally, the train would be zooming past, and you know you'd be engulfed in this kind of uh, blue light. People were taking pictures, videos to share on social media, creating more PR for for Prometheus. And so it goes on. That is so cool. I hadn't realized that they did that with a, a disused uh, metro station in Paris, but mm. how cool is that? I would have been blown away by that, just as you were. And I know we said that we wouldn't look at any of the other parts of the marketing, but just to bring it to a conclusion, I just did want to circle back to talk about that teaser post that you mentioned yep. that originally came out in 2011. I just love the tagline. The search for our beginning could lead to our end. Isn't that just beautiful? Simplicity, but poetic and sums up the film in one little sentence. I think that is one of the best taglines, one of the cleverest taglines that I've seen for many a film. Absolutely. Do you know, we've done the review of 79 films now. Uh, Y79, and this is episode 81 because we reviewed No Time to Die twice, <laughs> and we had a special on Disney Plus as well, who launched um, in the UK. And, you know, you and I not only love the film, but we also are full of admiration for the marketers and the thinkers and the creative minds behind it. But up to now, it's not been possible to thank people directly because, A, so much information just disappears you know, websites, social media accounts, and so on. And sometimes we just don't know who is behind it. Not this time. Happily, a reporter from Forbes.com interviewed the agency behind all the things we've described called Ignition Creative. 
and I thought it would be very, very actually uh, right for the, for us to wrap up film marketing with a statement from the creative director at the time, Chris Eyerman. This is um, what he said. The first goal of the campaign was to blur the boundaries between content and marketing, fiction and reality, story and game. Bravo, Mr. Chris Eyerman and your team. This wow. is just a stunning and the award are, you know, obviously coming your way or came your way in 2012 and 13. That was totally justified. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. And I agree. They achieved all of those goals, all of those goals achieved because this is one of the most impressive campaigns that we have reviewed on the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening to Two Geeks in the Marketing Podcast, episode 81. We've really enjoyed talking about all the topics that we've covered today, especially Prometheus, that fabulous film from 10 years ago. As always, we'd love your feedback. We'd love your suggestions on apps and tech to look at. We'd love your suggestions on films to review. And you can talk to us by leaving a comment on the YouTube channel or Pascal, they can contact us on SpeakPipe. And as always, you're going to tell everybody what the SpeakPipe URL is. Yeah, leave a voice message on speakpipe.com forward slash two gigs and a marketing podcast. So everyone, thanks once again for watching or listening. And until the next episode, please do go out there and make sure that your marketing was done right. I was Roger Edwards and he was Monsieur Pascal Fintoni. Thank you for listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates.